0: Welcome to Rising Tide Startups, where today's most exciting solopreneurs share their startup stories. They also deliver tangible strategies that they would implement personally if starting their business over today. Each episode is a startup masterclass. Make sure you take notes. Take it away, Kevin.
1: Welcome, Lee and Austin. Lee and thanks for joining us.
0: Yeah, thanks very much, Kevin. Yeah, it's uh, definitely a a beautiful part of the world when we're allowed outside.
1: Yeah, we're all kind of trapped in the uh, confines of the house right now, but uh, tell our listeners a little bit about Liam Austin.
0: Well, yes, so uh, I've been running virtual events, virtual conferences, uh, or commonly known as well as virtual summits uh, since 2015. So uh, this period that we're kind of going through at the moment where we're stuck indoors hasn't affected uh, my business uh, too much, all my clients' businesses as well, because we've managed to help our business, our clients create businesses where they can. Work virtually via, you know, a webcam online uh, with uh, some audio too. So, yeah, I've been doing virtual events since 2015. Uh, when I talk about these virtual conferences, they're 20 to 30 speaker events held completely online, uh, and we normally see anywhere from just you know a thousand plus attendees for some of our clients, up to over 20,000 attendees at these uh, virtual
1: events. Well, that, I'm I'm no rocket scientist, but uh, it sounds like to me that your accent is not Maltese. So, where where are you from originally? Well, yeah,
0: Australia, and uh, <laughs> as 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 you you pointed out, I'm I'm in Europe, uh, in Malta, and most of my clients are in the U.S. So, having a virtual business is something that was created on purpose Uh, being being in Australia like there's so many amazing events going on around the world most of them happening happening in the US and for anyone really to travel to some of these big conferences in person you have to pay for flights accommodation uh, the ticket into the event itself and so as an Australian I was like well how can I get access to some of these speakers some of these experts that I wouldn't normally get access to and that's really how this all came about
1: so were you in kind of the digital space before that? Were you in like online marketing or Amazon? Or I mean, were you doing something related to this? Or did you just wake up one day and have this epiphany that said, wow, I love to go to these conferences, but I can't afford it. So what was the kind of the backstory?
0: Yeah, it was actually back in 2000. I worked for my first internet startup uh, straight out of college. So f- since then, I've been dabbling in different uh, online businesses uh, starting with affiliate marketing um, creating white label um, versions of my businesses so I could create brands behind them which is a little bit more difficult when you're an affiliate marketer so the the journey's been an interesting one and not not every business really that I started got much traction and it wasn't until uh, I ran my first Virtual conference, which was called uh, the LinkedIn Success Summit, back in two thousand and fifteen, where we had fifteen thousand people register to attend that event. So fifteen thousand leads coming into my business in the matter wow. of just a couple of weeks. It did take us uh, just over two and a half months to prepare that event and bring in all the speakers and and get all the tech set up. But fifteen thousand people coming into uh, onto our email list, into our business, leads that we could convert into a higher uh, ticketed offer if we had one at the time yeah. but um, that's what we do for our clients. We help bring in traffic you know a thousand highly targeted leads via these virtual events uh, to put them into the funnel. Uh, so aligning that virtual event with their high ticket offer or their their existing product or service and putting them into the funnel to help them create more more revenue and customers.
1: I mean, in, in that one 45 second, you know, blurb that you just said, I had about 15 questions that went through my mind. So, I mean, I'm thinking about this, this summit, this LinkedIn summit that had 15,000 attendees. I mean, were you prepared for that, Were those kind of numbers? I mean, did you have the the back end server, you know, that could handle that many people? Did you, I mean, was the, was the service itself able to handle 15,000 a time?
0: Yeah, this is the interesting thing. Um, You know, you compare, say, an in-person conference and a lot of them have been postponed or cancelled now uh, or a lot of them have actually been moving online. So we've been contacted by by many corporations plus just small business owners who run these events in person and it might be five-person events or 20, 30, 100-person events or or more and they're trying to, you know, move their in-person conference or in-person event online. and so. The great thing about having a virtual event is that you can scale uh, infinitely at really, really low costs, as long as you're prepared, right, mm-hmm. uh, and you've got the, the right tech in place, so and the right system. So you're not confined to the size of a room or having to book and pay for uh, a conference room or a meeting room. Uh, with online, it's it's literally almost free, and you can do um, some of these events for free. So with us, with our first event. Um, We were prepared in the fact that I saw the amount of emails being registered and coming and uh, attending the event over a two-week period. So, when we went live on the first day of the five-day conference, uh, I made sure that I notified our uh, web hosts that we were expecting a higher influx of um, traffic at this particular time. because. We, we, we knew the, the number of attendees that were registered and we were able to plan for that accordingly.
1: So, were you, was, was Sarah your co founder, was she involved at that time as well?
0: Yeah, I think, I mean, this is an interesting time that we're, we're living in now where uh, we're not sure what's happening. It's a bit volatile, we're, we're stuck indoors, and maybe a lot of people are thinking, well, I do need to pivot my business, and, and maybe a virtual event uh, or a virtual summit may be a, uh, an option for people and back then in 2015 sarah had just finished um, college and she was ready to move back to sweden uh, or try to figure out how to get a job and stay in australia and we'd only just met her being from sweden she was being studying in australia for for a year but her visa was up so it was time for her to go so it was an emergency kind of crisis situation for our, our relationship how do we make this work and uh, we tried a few different things like cre- we want, we knew we wanted to create a virtual business uh, to solve the problem of where were we were going to live. We could easily travel between Sweden and Australia. Uh, and so we thought, okay, it's going to be an online business. Uh, what kind of online business do we want to run um, with the, the virtual uh, conferences that we create? We can do them from anywhere in the world uh, targeting any audience across almost unlimited topics uh, you see even uh, you know donald trump and uh, the u.s government have been doing these virtual summits now uh, and you see you know facebook microsoft google all these guys have um, said that they're moving their in-person conferences into these virtual uh, events so so for us it was really how do we solve the problem of geographically working from anywhere and make money online to give us that freedom to to travel and live the life we want to lead
1: so you, you've probably answered this question already in in kind of as as the brits would say bits and bobs you know the parts of different you know the sentences you've said but can you give me your kind of your elevator pitch so you and i are, are stepping on an elevator we're going to go up 10 floors we got about 45 seconds Tell me exactly what Entrepreneurs HQ is all about.
0: Yeah, so Entrepreneurs HQ is uh, our business that helps clients to host, plan, create, and launch their own virtual events, whether that's a 30-person virtual conference or a two to three-person speaker uh, uh, virtual event. And so we can create done-for-you services, coach you through that, or provide Mm -hmm. consulting services as well as we run our own virtual events that any small business owner uh, is welcome to attend.
1: So if I'm, if I am your say an early stage, uh, I'm trying to get something going online, so to speak. So if I come to you is, is your service has it matured to the point that you're like, you know, you really do need to be in business for a while and you need to have some revenue coming in type thing, or is this more of a shared revenue model or can you do all of it or what's, who's, I guess, who's your ideal client and and maybe what's the different service offerings?
0: Yeah, sure. So our typical clients and the clients that we see do the best are coaches, consultants, community leaders, thought leaders. So they may be authors or, or podcast hosts, uh, people who do have Uh, uh, an online community already uh, do do really well people who are running offline events so event hosts do really well uh, and are able to you know create alternative uh, products and services for their business alternative revenue streams Uh, Because that's something we haven't talked about yet, about the the amount of revenue that you can make from um, running and hosting these virtual events. But all of those people, anyone with an online course, uh, course creators uh, creating those digital products uh, or offerings online, uh, are a great uh, uh, potential person to be hosting these virtual events because really it is a traffic driver to drive Mm -hmm. all of those leads from the attendees. You're giving a ton of value, making a huge impact. By offering a free ticket to your event and then they're going into your funnel and ultimately because they've seen you pull together all these top influences in the market uh, to be part of your event they've seen you on video they've got to know you and that you know no like and trust factor is really sure. uh, elevated quite high they've come into your funnel and they're more likely to purchase and convert into a customer
1: so, so tell our listeners what is the. And if you look back since two thousand and fifteen, what is that one event that you look back and you think that was the gold standard of virtual summits? That how you know that would be hard to repeat. That the just the revenue generated, the amount of interest, the just all the inertia around that. Is there one that just really sticks out in your mind?
0: yeah i think it's still that first one that linkedin success summit because it was really a tipping point it was there was so much writing on making sure that this worked and just seeing that it worked and that celebration of okay yes we can stay together yes we can travel yes we can live anywhere in the world uh we ran our second event just to check to make sure that uh, that was working that was the email success summit and that one uh, did really well as well got over ten thousand attendees uh, but the first event, again, was just a, a really uh, a turning point for us because those 15,000 people turned into 50,000 um, USD, so American dollars in revenue for us and super highly profitable. There was no really any costs for us. Uh, so that set us up really for the next few months, even a year, to really um, realise that, okay, we can commit to to making this work. Uh, and we went on about, okay, can we repeat this process? So since then, we've now run and hosted 16 of our own mm-hmm. events and and many for, more for our clients, uh, testing different methodologies, uh, different models on what works and what doesn't. So that first event was really just selling uh, the all-access pass to the virtual event, which was around about $100. Uh, and that gave people the recordings to... Uh, from all the speakers at Mm. the event so 35 speakers at the event but since then we've we've tested doing subscription models for SaaS businesses off the back of these virtual events uh running membership programs off the back of these events as well um doing upsells cross sales bump offers uh, putting people into funnels into high ticket offers that are being sold over the phone and we've as we've been testing these and refining the strategies and, and seeing what really works well we've Being able to create a model that works across industry and uh, across uh, countries as well.
1: So, I mean, is your model also like? Do you have summits that are almost the funnel themselves? So, like, you have you know the intro summit and the next summit, and I mean, you have like four summits built into kind of a nurture track or a or a sales funnel that, um, or maybe it's it's just a a program like you know you get your you know one oh one pro you know webinar summit is this. And then a month later, it's the 201 and then 301 and 401 type thing. I mean, have you built that model as well? So what we've done with
0: our, with those 16 events is 15 of them have based on helping uh, small business owners, entrepreneurs to generate leads and sales online. So LinkedIn was the first one. Email marketing was the second. Then we've covered since then, uh, Instagram, uh, marketing automation, uh, funnels, uh, productivity, video marketing, uh, and you know the kind of list goes on. So we we didn't necessarily go on a particular flow of like okay. Um, startup business 101, okay, now 102, sure. and then 201 yeah. or anything like that. We, we really based it on topics that our audience was uh, giving us feedback that they wanted to learn. So I'll give you an example. So with the LinkedIn Success Summit, um, these people were looking to figure out ways to generate leads and sales from LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Uh, and from those speakers, uh, the speakers were saying, okay, LinkedIn is a great prospecting platform, but you want to get them off LinkedIn as soon as possible, get them onto your email list. Right? So that's when we did the email right. marketing, yeah, absolutely, which yeah. was based on okay, well, what's that next step? So yeah, I suppose in a way it was kind of a step by step, one in, in progressive yeah. Yeah, progressive for sure. But uh, I'd, I'd like to mention like the the five real benefits of hosting one of these events for yourself that we've seen time and time again has been okay revenue. We've talked about revenue. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've talked about uh, the amount of leads coming into your business. So really growing your community, growing your audience, you're growing your authority with that audience Mm -hmm. as well. Why? Because they're seeing you on video. They're listening to your speak. They're seeing you as the organizer, the host, the pinnacle of this event with some of the well-known, most well-known names in the industry uh, being brought together by you. So instantly you're leveraging their Uh, influence of the other speakers and elevating you to um, almost influencer or authority status. So that's really the third one. The fourth is you're building um, relationships with the top influencers in your market. So you're becoming friends with really influential people that you can um, talk about industry with. You can partner with them, do um, business launches together and really help each other out and support each other as the leaders in in your marketplace. And then the fifth one is really just making an impact. The way that we run our our events, most of them, is that we offer free tickets to our events uh, so that we can have the biggest impact possible. And we talked about, I've been living in Australia, but I want to go to the US. And there's so many people like that, that aren't able to attend uh, these in-person conferences for whatever reason, maybe it's uh, a travel restriction or they've got, they don't want to spend too much time away from their family, whatever it may be. And so having that impact in that like heart led purpose driven, uh, event to really help people out, I think is a really noble cause and a really great reason for you again, to build that know, like, and trust factor with, with your community.
1: So you mentioned the, you know, your, your model often is, is the, the ticket to the summit is free. Did I hear that correctly? So there's this, there's a school of thought out there that says, you know, people only value things that they invest in. Like, so what, what has been your, I mean, obviously it's worked if if you're continuing to do that. So have you, have you noticed that like you'll have 5,000 people sign up and 3,000 people will show up? you know, are in, in something like this, or and if they, if they had a small token, you know, cost, would they, would that increase the, the, the participation numbers?
0: Yeah. So this is an interesting one and it comes down really to the goal of uh, your business. So when we're speaking with clients and trying to plan out uh, their event, we really look at what's, what's the end goal. Um, do they have a high ticket uh, products and service that's the ultimate money-making machine right at the end or do they want to make money from the summit? Um, if it's about the the big goal here of the uh, You know the high ticket item then we want to be putting as many leads as Into that funnel as possible. So that's why we we most of the time make it free for people, right? if it's about okay Let's make money from the event then we're going to have a lot less people uh, coming onto uh, the event itself so less people that we can build our authority with and have an impact with. So we're, we're missing out on you know, those five core benefits. There's two there that we're really reducing uh, the impact that we're having. So uh, it's really looking at, okay, well, what do you want to get out of the event? Uh, and as I said, from that, that very first event, we had 15,000 people. We made $50,000 from the front end. And if we did have... And that was with a free event, right? Mm $50,000 because uh, we had the all-access pass being sold off the back. But if we did have a funnel with a high-ticket item there, then um, we would have made... Uh, you know over six figures easily from that one event and even now when we look at um, some of our clients we we are aiming to hit at least uh, you know six figures uh, from their virtual events over the next 12 months because right. it's not really just about that event but it is putting people into the funnel so oh, you can ultimately sure. sell yeah. to them over the next 12 months uh, and that's what we really aim to do with uh, with each people just try to build as much leads into the business and make it not so it's just that one off event but we can turn this event evergreen so that people so that the event can bring in leads mm-hmm. throughout the whole year uh, into your funnel and for instance with that LinkedIn event we see leads coming into our business uh, every single day uh, who are registering to attend uh, the evergreen version of that event
1: that's incredible. I mean, mate, I got a word of advice for you here. You need to start quoting in Aussie dollars instead of U S dollars, because your, your revenue stream would be up to about $75,000 instead of 50. So yeah, especially just, just use the that word country. dollars. Yeah, don't clarify <laughs> if it's Aussie dollars or American dollars. $75,000 on that first summit. So, so let me, let me ask you a question about lead generation. So if I am, if I have a high ticket, ticket item that I'm trying to sell a high ticket program, I would almost rather have in some ways a hundred kind of pre-qualified leads versus 10,000 just people showing up because there was this free summit or whatever. Is that, I mean, do you, how do you balance that or have you thought through that with, with some of your clients or have they asked about that or... I mean, obviously, I'm not trying to change your business model. It is working. I'm just asking questions because it's such a such an incredibly interesting area, you know, especially with the coronavirus crisis right now. I mean, what a great time for you and I to be chatting about this and just about this whole idea of virtual summits. But what about the, the I guess, the pre-qualifying, you know, like if you charge $200 to come to this summit you would really narrow down the field of people that might attend, but these are people that would be really interested, you know, type thing, almost a hot lead type thing.
0: hundred percent. So yeah, there's definitely different types of, of virtual events that you can be doing. Uh, you could be charging right off the bat for your event. Uh, and these may be more, uh, smaller, uh, more, more niche, more private, you know, mastermind mm-hmm. or workshop That's a good point. Or, or business networking. Uh, and, I think I think absolutely there's, there's a place and it's all about really figuring out what your end goal is. And, and maybe, you know, it's not that you're running just one virtual event a year. I mean, you see uh, there's businesses out there that rely on these events uh, mm. that they do in person uh, and they might be weekly events that they're running. And 100% you can be converting these virtually and you're not asking people to show up At a particular location uh, where they have to travel to get there and maybe it's in a bar where they have to spend money as well you're just asking them to you know get out of their pajamas for a little (laughs) while turn on the webcam and jump into a virtual event from uh from home and this this you know we've been running successfully for our clients for years now uh, as well as for ourselves and we only see this industry growing and now with the amount of interest in virtual events Uh, we only see that growing uh, past this uh, event so past this you know current event that's happening with the coronavirus but past this we can really see that the world's going to change and people will see that there is the option now to be running their events virtually if they want or in combination with an in-person event and so it's going to be a really interesting time to be doing these different types of events and and testing them out uh, with uh, been running just say business networking events speed networking events where people are paying to attend them and they do bring in uh, a little bit of uh, revenue off the mm. back end especially if you can tie that into some kind of subscription or uh, or membership as well so you can get that passive income um, continuously coming into your business so if you're looking at trying to figure out how can I make money online uh, during this crisis, uh, definitely you know, look me up or check out entrepreneurs HQ. And we do provide a lot of um, resources around creating and hosting your own virtual event at, at really low costs. I,
1: um, I, I've done about 150 of these interviews on uh, rising tide and I, I cannot remember a, an interview that I had so many questions bouncing around in my head that I really had to just kind of suppress because I mean you and I could we could just talk all day I mean I I could just continue to ask you questions because this is such a fascinating you know area to to be talking about and like I said such a timely topic but if uh, if I am like an expert in a field and you're trying to to um, contract with me to come on and, and be part of a summit that you're creating and you're saying, okay, there's no, there's no, you know, cost to join the summit is the major benefit for me, the, just the opportunity to sell my product at, to a, to a pretty large audience, or is there kind of a base, all right, we'll, we'll give you, you know, two grand to show up and then you, you get everything on top of that. Or is there kind of a, what, what are most people that are experts in their field? What do they, what do they expect when you contact them?
0: Yeah, we, we do have a, a process where we give our, our students and clients like scripts uh, so as we sit down and we plan this out to help them nail their dream speakers, right? Because if you can uh, use this as an opportunity to become friends with the most influential people in your marketplace, like, I mean, real friends, like, you know, where you can call each other out and and ask for advice. I mean, this is a great opportunity to just break the ice and reach out to them and say, hey, I'd like to invite you as an expert, as an influence in this market, to come and speak at an event that I'm organizing? Do you want to be involved in that? And planning that out and making sure you approach it in the right way is so crucial because you only get really one chance mm. to reach out yeah. uh, and get these people to say yes. So making sure that you position it, that you come from a place of of you know what's in it for them, you know why, why they're going to uh, benefit from being right. involved in this event. And it is about, okay, being positioned as an authority, at this event um, being reached by X amount of people. So it is about that awareness and exposure for them, increasing their authority. And is there some way that maybe you could help them generate revenue or business from that event? And whether that's through a partnership with you, um, introductions to other speakers. I mean, there's many ways you can brainstorm and make Mm -hmm. this are beneficial for the um, people being involved. And the way that I like to look at it is that it's a collaboration project, that it's not, you know, Entrepreneurs HQ running this event uh, or your brand, your company name running this event, but it's an industry event. Uh, we're bringing together all the most influential people in the marketplace for these bigger virtual conferences. Uh, and then you can do smaller, you know, collaborations with uh, individual speakers uh, or other partners that couldn't get involved in that particular event across the year and well into the future. And we, I mean, back in 2015, our first event, we're still partnering, speaking, at least, you know, annually with most of those speakers today, where we're actually helping and supporting each other in in some way.
1: But I mean, did you put that event together or was that some, or you were just doing kind of the back end service for someone that put that event together?
0: Uh, the LinkedIn Success Summit we did everything from scratch ourselves, so we kind of learnt as we as we went along uh, and since then we 've been testing and trying different things so we've changed uh, the approach and the model a little bit and the tech has changed now there's some really yeah. cool uh, capabilities now so that an in person event could be really replicated online so it's almost the same experience except without the you know the physical contact
1: sure and i I mean you you mentioned this just just briefly a few minutes ago but you know the whole idea that you know we're not moving away from this we're moving toward it as a society you know where i mean that's the tech is moving toward this you know companies are moving more toward remote work i mean there's just so many things that uh I think that you know is is really pointing to this you know in the future. So I, I mean, I think it's a great time to be in the business you're in.
0: I think as well, like just hearing your your excitement around this topic and not having so many questions uh, ever before on, on one of your interviews. I think as well because you're you're one of our you know, almost perfect ideal clients where you are the perfect person to you be hear that he's pitching me
1: right here in the middle of my podcast. <laughs> 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 I, I mean,
0: I mentioned before, podcast hosts, community leaders, thought leaders, any kind of person with an expertise whether they're a coach or a consultant these are our ideal clients and and you you are a little bit ahead of that because you're already doing you know reaching out to influencers you're doing these interviews these sessions you've got the equipment right so it's quite easy for you to transition from uh, say a podcast episode to a a conference session or an event um, speaker session so yeah there's 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 some reasons i think why that you know, there'd be some certain people listening to this as well. That's like, Oh my God, this is, this is for me. This is uh, exactly what I should be doing right now. Uh, and, you know, th- there's a reason for that because they are really successful. They're uh, almost addictive where we have you know, been constantly running as many events as we can because they're really enjoyable, get to meet some fantastic people, build new relationships. You know, we're not alone at home, isolating ourselves, but yeah. we're actually, building a network of uh, friendships and business relationships that can help us well into the future, especially in, you know, times of need.
1: So I, this has, this is completely unrelated to anything we've talked about at this point, but why Malta? I mean, it's a very small island, in the, middle of the Mediterranean. It seems like an obscure place to set up entrepreneurs HQ. <laughs>
0: yeah. So uh, we, we did start in Australia uh, and then we, after running our first couple of events, uh, we made some money from it, obviously. And we thought, okay, let's test out this uh, working remotely thing. Let's see if we can work and do this and run this business from anywhere. So we went to Thailand. just really looking at a low cost location just to kind of reduce our risks, a little bit of working remotely. Uh, so we moved to Thailand for six months, uh, ran, I think, two more summits uh, from thailand uh, they went really well i mean the internet was faster than it was in australia so the recordings worked even better and then after that we're like okay this is working well let's move to one of the most uh, you know expensive countries in the world to, to live which was sweden so we went to sweden uh, as well and lived there where sarah's family's from and spent a bit of time there and then eventually to answer your question we moved to, to malta just really because of it is a almost a tropical island in the middle of the mediterranean it's uh in line with north africa so it gets really warm uh weather down here and if you look up uh, malta and google check out some of the images there you can see the crystal clear blue water some of the best um scuba diving in the world so it's a big it's something that sarah and i are big fans of uh spending time in the water so uh it's we came here to visit Uh, for six months, kind of similar to what we did in Thailand, but uh, it's been uh, over two years now.
1: Well, one thing that you, I mean, you said most of your clients would be in the States. I mean, one thing you're going to run into in Thailand is just the sheer time difference. I mean, it's, you know, you're working at three o'clock in the morning or you're, you know, uh, just to, to, you know, meet with people in the States that are, uh, they're awake, you know, so that I I can see is certainly an advantage to being in, you know, or six or seven hour time difference than say 13 or, or 15 you know so definitely, definitely. Uh, yeah I mean, as an australian i
0: think we, we i got used to that very early uh <laughs> and it just became part of uh you know what we do as a business we have to be flexible in 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 our clients time zones but at the same time it's the reason why we do these virtual events and why anyone might consider doing a virtual event if they've got uh, maybe a coaching business, a consulting business, a podcast, like your audience can be worldwide. You don't need to restrict yourself to a certain you know time zone or, or, sure. or country, right? So for us about creating these virtual uh, conferences so that people from Australia could get access to these big speakers in the US, we made it so that the time zone of uh, the events uh, and the sessions recorded for those events were available for 24 to 48 hours so that anyone around the world could get access easily uh to uh, the content being provided
1: well i have uh i have done you a disservice today because i keep asking you questions but it, and i i sent you a script beforehand not a script but it's at least some questions that we were going to talk about and i have almost completely ignored those because i'm so interested in the topic and, and just asking you know follow-up questions but i i do want to ask a couple of questions as we wrap up here today number one um if I am if I'm just getting started, if we have a listener just getting started but really likes this idea, what would be you know just give me a ballpark idea about you know the amount of cost that that I would be looking at to just to to start a small event just to kind of get rolling here?
0: Okay. so I mean, there is some equipment such as you know the microphone setup that you've got there and and maybe a webcam uh, if you don't already have them, and you could be using just you know, like, your iPhone uh, headphones um, or your webcam that's existing on your computer. So there is really no equipment cost if you just want to start off with a really basic event that might be, you know, three or four speakers uh, at this uh, one-day virtual conference that you're running. So the equipment cost is really nothing as long as you've got your internet connection Mm all connected or that kind of thing. So then it's really about, okay, what kind of tools and software do I need? now there are software that allows you to create and build uh, your virtual conferences uh, from scratch uh, and are dedicated for running these types of virtual events and they vary in cost from about fifty dollars a month up to a couple of hundred and even more depending on uh, the amount of attendees that may be um, attending some of the networking events mm-hmm. uh, that are happening so uh, basically if you wanted to get started, it would cost you, I would say less than $200 to, to run your first successful virtual event. And I can, if you, you know follow our model, I can almost guarantee you, you'll be um, making that back and, and way, way more.
1: So, but if somebody wanted to work with you specifically, is there, is there kind of an entry point? Is there a, here's the, here's our, you know, our, our kind of, bottom level or base level service that that uh you provide and then i'm I'm sure you have different levels of of events and things like that but what would it what would it cost somebody to just initially start with you
0: yeah cool so uh first of all we've got a virtual summit guide which is really a twenty three thousand word um in-depth uh blog post where you can read through all the the details if you want to go out and just um you know, do it yourself with the the basic information. We've also got uh, like a a done with you uh, program called Virtual Summit Academy, which is a $2,000 program where we work with you across uh, six weeks to help you create and launch your first successful uh, virtual event. And, you know, once you've done one of them, as I said, it's addictive. You're going to do many more of those. So that's kind of, you know, go out and and do it yourself uh, with some help from us. We've got, a, we've got a forum that's available 24 hours a day for you to jump in there and ask any questions, and a community there of people who are running their own virtual events. So, uh, yeah, you can go and check that out. And then we do have uh, these done-for-you services, and they range from as long as you've got, say, 15K and above, depending on how involved you want us to be mm-hmm. in helping you to to plan, create uh, your your virtual event, then uh, it starts from really fifteen k.
1: Well, Liam, I have uh, thoroughly enjoyed our chat today, and I, I really appreciate you you just taking the time and and uh, just a- answering all of my ridiculously long questions that I've asked you over and over again. But uh, is there anything that I have not asked you about you want to touch on real quick as we wrap up? Um, no,
0: I think that's about it. But I think you know if if people have never made any money online. Uh, this is a great way to just start. Uh, you maybe have an in-person business, and you think, like, what am I going to do? Now, how can I pivot my business or what kind of alternative income streams can I create? A virtual event is a really quick, easy, and simple way to make your first uh, dollars online. So I would suggest you you go to entrepreneurshq.com uh, forward slash summit uh, and check out our virtual summit guide there. Um, I'm sure Kevin, you can probably put a link maybe somewhere oh, in certainly
1: the, in the show notes. Yeah
0: great Uh, so go check out that read through that if you've got any questions you know happy for people to reach out to me and uh, help them along the way but i would say this is a great way again to really build your authority and influence in a time where you can be building your community building your email list not necessarily maybe even selling anything even if you took away the revenue part so that when we do come out of this situation now and people are willing to spend money you've been Giving them a ton of value, you've built that no like and trust factor, so they're ready to, you know, pull out their credit cards and and do business with you. And so that's what I would suggest at this time: build something great that has a big impact that can make you instant revenue right now at this time, uh, as well as, you know, well into the future.
1: Well, Liam, what a great way to wrap up our our chat today. And uh, tell Sarah, thank you. We didn't see Sarah on on camera today, but she was very helpful in getting this set up, and and it was very very you know nice to work with and. But uh, Liam, just thank you for sharing the value and, and just the kind of the background behind your, your services you provide and, and really just the whole, I mean, how many times you talked about just helping people and providing value to them without pointing, pointing them directly to your service. I mean, I, I want to really applaud you for that as well. I mean, just, just really, because you really exhibited the heart of what we're trying to build here at, at Rising Tide and just playing your part in helping all boats rise in a rising tide. Love it, mate. Thanks very much for having me, Kevin.
0: Another episode in the books. We hope you heard some great takeaways. Don't forget to
1: subscribe and leave a five-star review on iTunes and YouTube. As always, thanks for listening to Rising Tide.